I'm always doing it. I always sing out. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in that sort of mood today. I've been very jolly today because I've had some good news. I'll share that with you later. And I've also had uh, an excellent weekend. We did our lovely Christmas carol concert. Not really concert, more of a carol event, really, because it wasn't like what it was, but it was brilliant. And if it you were, it was. Gavin was there. Gavin was there. I was there. He was there. Um, so we can ask the audience, and Gavin says yes. <laughs> so so uh, if you weren't there, don't worry, because I'm going to throw in a few of the things that we sang on Saturday afternoon t- this evening, just for your, en- for, not for your enjoyment, really. And also, if you were there and you thought it was great, you won't mind a bit of a uh, repeat performance. <laughs> but it won't be us singing. It'll be real-life choirs and stuff like that. Anyway, let's get the show off to a flying start. Every pun intended. You've got to love those boys, the Fly Boys, the 633 Squadron. Throw that man a kipper, why don't you? Central Band of the Royal Air Force. Chocks away, Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Gavin's lost it. Okay, like I did say, every pun intended. Biggles. Yeah, Biggles, yeah. And, um, yes, I just like, I I do like that one. And I know that um, our lovely um, presenter, 
Anthony, who does the jazz show, he's big on his military um, planes and other stuff, uh, ships and things. He likes his military hardware. And uh, he he once corrected me because I said 633. And he goes, no, no, I think you'll find, Denise, that it's the 633 squadron. It's like, okay then. (laughs) So I was put in my place because I have to say, what Anthony doesn't know about military aircraft and ships and things, you can write on the back of a postage stamp and have room for... Handel's Messiah, which, funnily enough, we're singing in April. So more of that as we get near the day. But, you know, I can't stop waffling about Sidmouth Choral Society. And we had a fantastic um, concert. Not well, it wasn't really a concert, really, but it was just we threw a load of carols together because we were, um, you might, I might have uh, mentioned, we, we'd found ourselves halfway through the term in need of a musical director as we unexpectedly lost ours. It was very careless of us. And... Um, we literally just thought, okay, what can we do here? So we managed to throw some uh, carols together um, and sang at four o'clock rather than seven thirty, and um, to a packed house, to a packed house, I will say, and it was lovely. The atmosphere was fantastic. Anyway, I'll be throwing loads of Christmas music in today, and it won't be all Christmas music. But next week, be warned, I will be doing my usual run up to Christmas uh, show, which is every other tune will either be a piece of Christmas music. And um, everyone in between is going to be something from the movies. So if you've got something you'd particularly like to hear, any particular movie theme or anything like that, or even from the telly, uh, let me know and I'll try and include it. In the meantime, I shall crack on with this evening and let's play this lovely Christmas scherzo.
I do like those Christmas carol mashups. <laughs> I think I had one or two last week, didn't I? There'll be more, don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't panic, folks. It's only for this month. But I can't play every single Christmas carol, although I've got quite a few in this evening. Um, and uh, But I do like it when you get those um, mashups. And I did play, didn't I, Victor Helly Hutchinson's um, Allegro from his Christmas uh symphony last week and i've been listening to the whole of that throughout this week at home and i've been doing bits and pieces and it's just such a fantastic piece of music and i've never played the quieter movements i might just try i might try that one on you either later on this evening or maybe probably next week we'll see we'll see anyway that was the boston pops orchestra and they were conducted by keith lockhart who actually put together that christmas skirt so for us and that was uh, the tanglewood festival chorus <laughs> playing how very lovely of them and the boston pops orchestra with them and all the rest of them. Oh, well, all of those guys we didn't hear them singing did with the tangle tanglewood festival chorus but i'm sure they were humming in the background so here's an interesting piece of I mean, not played this evening i've not played before this evening on my show but uh, a recommendation from a friend of mine and um you know who you are because i know you're listening <laughs> he says i'm going to be listening oh, okay i'll see if i can play it. and i've got to say um you have to wonder how how on earth you can get this many notes on a score for a start? And then how on earth does a pianist play it? And it's Andras Schiff who's going to play Mendelssohn's Piano Concerto Number no. 1 in G minor, the third movement. And when it gets going, I'm sure he must set the keys on fire because there are so many notes in this and it's just, it made my ears pop. See if it does the same for you.
Good grief, there's a chap that stayed in and practices arpeggios, don't you think? <laughs> Andras Schaff with ten fingers on each hand, uh, playing that amazing piece by Mendelssohn. So thank you to my friend Alfred, who has recommended that piece to me, because it was not on my radar, but it certainly is now. The Piano Concerto Number 1 in G minor, Charles Dutrois, was conducting Andra and also the Bavarian Radio Symphony Orchestra for that lively well, like, well, it's just lively, isn't it? It's just lively. <laughs> Mind you, this is the end of the show to play that. You wouldn't get me playing that at quarter to ten. But uh, this is exactly the right time of the show to play that. So 
that'll be going in my little Rolodex of things and will undoubtedly pop up again at some point in the future. So I did say that I was going to be treating those of you that couldn't make it to the church on time, that well-known song, uh, on Saturday to some of the stuff that we played. And there's a couple in here that I had not played uh, before, but I wasn't going to play them this evening. And um, this is the first one. Now, we played the English version uh, on this day. On this day, earth shall sing. But it's actually called Personant Hoddy, which is uh, it's certainly not English. It's obviously a bit of Latin. And the Choir of King's College, Cambridge, are going to play. It's only a little piece, only two and a half minutes. And it's quite lively. And it's quite, um, it's a very simple tune. You're going to find yourself sort of humming it for the rest of the night and probably tomorrow morning. See what you think. going to be singing that aren't you you're going to be singing that for the rest of the evening <laughs> even when you've heard all my other fantastic music that's going to be popping back in your head it's what we what we call on the trade as an earworm so the choir of king's college cambridge i'll say that again shall i king's college cambridge under stephen cleobury i can't speak this evening i think I, I think i used up all my powers of speech and singing on saturday it was a great lovely afternoon late afternoon early evening just fantastic so I'm more from our concert later, but if uh, <clears throat> if you want to hear us sing again, you're going to have to wait till April. And if you want, if you like what you're hearing here, and you think, oh, I'd like to hear that sort of thing live, you can. But you have to wait till April for the Messiah. So um, I was going to say something exciting. Oh yes, <laughs> I've got a little note here to 
note to self, don't forget to tell the people to get in touch or how to get in touch. If you want to get in touch with me while I'm on air, please do. Um, And if you are listening to this on Sunday night, please don't because that's a a record of this show. But if you are listening between 8 and 10 on the Thursday, please text me 07565825041 or email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk. And especially if you've got any favourite carols or Christmas songs that you like, let me know. Happy to play them. Happy to rip out some of mine because trust me, I've <laughs> since I've got in the mood on the Christmas thing, I've been playing Christmas music non-stop at home and uh, in the day job. So I work for myself. So um, I sort of have my little bit of music on while I'm, while I'm hammering away at my keyboard and stuff. And um, and I do like my Christmas music. I am a proper Noelophile. And I hope you are as well, because otherwise you wouldn't be listening to my show, would you, I don't suppose. But hey, you can't really avoid it, can you? But um, I don't mind. Uh, I do try and keep Christmas into December. I know a lot of the shops start well before then and people get the decorations up halfway through October. I have not yet got my tree up. It'll be going up on Saturday. So um, So I do like to cram as much as I can close to the day if I can. So what I've got now, something to warm us up, because hasn't it gone a bit chilly this evening? Last, it's been, we had a cold snap, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, and then it sort of got a bit more reasonable. And uh, there's been, it's been sunny today, so not an awful lot of cloud cover. So the temperatures have plummeted this evening. I'm feeling a bit chilly. I had to ask Gavin to close the office door because um, we have so much tech in the studio. Of course, it generates a lot of heat. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Everybody else comes in the studio and faints, but not me. In the meantime, for something that, that will warm us up now is... Um, the Youth Orchestra of Venezuela under the wonderful Gustavo Gustavo Dudamel, yes, the dude himself. Um, so it's the Simon Bolivar Youth Orchestra of Venezuela. I better give them their full title. The Conga del Fuego.
Oh, lively stuff there. The wonderful Simon Bolivar Youth Orchestra of Venezuela with Arturo Marquez's Conga del Fuego. Gustavo Dudamel conducting, as mentioned earlier. So I've got about... I've got um, yeah, I've got a fair bit amount of Christmas coming up now. <laughs> no excuses, no apologies, just Christmas. So um, I've got some music from the movies to start with, and this is Alan Silvestri's Christmas Carol main title. And uh, it doesn't say who the orchestra is. I'm presuming it's the the soundtrack orchestra for the film. I think that's we're going to have to just credit those poor guys, those session session violinists, trumpet trumpet players, trombonists, timpani players, and all those other guys that just turn up and never get a mention because <laughs> they're just the soundtrack orchestra, right? <laughs> poor things. Anyway, here they are.
Oh, that's a bit ominous at the end there, isn't it? But we are talking a Christmas carol, which, of course, is really a ghost story set around Christmas time, isn't it? And uh, I have to say, the very first book I downloaded onto my Kindle was indeed Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. You can read it in, in a sitting, can't you? Because it's not that big a story, but it is very good. And there's been any number, hasn't there, of, of versions of A Christmas Carol on the television um, films that they've made. Jim Carrey did one, which is that one uh, that Alan Silvestri has put there, The Muppets Christmas Carol, which I played last week. And my youngest son, when I say youngest, it sounds like he's like 12, but he's, he's 28, nearly 29. And we were, we were in uh, home this evening before I came out and saying, we haven't actually watched The Muppets Christmas Carol this year, have we? So we're trying to work out when's a good time to watch it. It's also Richard's favourite and he's my eldest and he's coming home next weekend. So it's like, do we do we check with Richard to see if he's already watched this, that we can watch it? Or do we wait for Richard to come up to see if we want to watch it all together? That is their favourite Christmas um, movie. And I think it's delightful. I like all of the Christmas Carol films that I've ever seen. I think they're all... Even, um, even Bill Murray did A Virgin, didn't he? He did Scrooged. Um, and even that was based around the Christmas idea, the, the ghost idea, and it was hilarious. In the 1980s, did you, did you see it? And if that comes on, I sometimes watch it because it's very, very funny. Particularly the ghost of Christmas present. And she presents as a really pretty little fairy. She's all very twinkly and she's got a lovely little frock on and she's waving a wand and everything. <laughs> and then she she beats seven kinds of daylight out of it, which I find rather amusing. I don't know why I should do that. I don't condone violence in any way. <laughs> Anyway, if you want if you want a giggle, go and watch um, Bill Murray in Scrooged. It's really very good. I'm very heartwarming at the end. It's lovely, but that that story is always lovely at the end, isn't it? It's a, it's about redemption. It's about redemption, and we all need, don't we, to know that if we fluff up, and we all do, that um, we can get ourselves out of that. And uh, and I think that's what um, Charles Dickens was trying to say. Even the worst of us can become the best of us if we try. So let's carry on now with our mashups. Here's a wonderful one. Uh, it's um, a Christmas carnival. And this one, this is the longest piece of music on the show tonight. I should say, I should apologise for the amount of Christmas stuff, but really it is only once a year, isn't it? And because I can't get every single piece of Christmas music on the show, otherwise I'd be doing a show all day, every day for the entire month. Um, another little mashup for you now. The Halley Orchestra under Stephen Bell. Uh, it's going to entertain you for the next 11 minutes. Do enjoy.
Well, you've got a huge round of applause there, a bit like we did on... <laughs> I keep going back to the same time, so boring. Like we did on Saturday afternoon. Very, very good there. So a Christmas carnival there. Richard Bissell um, was uh, the... Was the guy that wrote that? I'll get that right. And um, Stephen Bell was conducting the Halle Orchestra. Marvellous stuff. So I was having a bit of a giggle, wasn't I, a couple of weeks ago? I don't know if you were listening when I was trying to remember. Oh, his name's gone out of my head again now. The guy on the Carry On films, Ding Dong Leslie. You know who I mean. Anyway, I'm going to be. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was in my head and then it went, Leslie, you know who I mean. Ding Dong. Well, we're going to be doing some Ding Dong now because I wanted to play. I haven't played this for a while. It's. Um, it's um, John Russ's Requiem, the Sanctus. And I've got on my little, um, on my notes for this piece of music, it sounds like bells. And I thought, ooh, that's interesting because, of course, you get a lot of bells around Christmas, don't you? So what I've done is I've sandwiched the Sanctus from um, Russ's Requiem in between two bell carols. The first one you probably know, it's quite popular. It's the one by Leon, that one. And then there's another one called the Bell Carol, which... Um, I hadn't heard until it was written by Sir Philip Ledger, and I hadn't heard it until we sang this, uh, till we rehearsed this and sang it last Saturday. And it's actually a really lovely piece of music, and uh, and has now become one of my favourite uh, Christmas carols. So you've got the Carol of the Bells, then you've got um, the Sanctus from uh, Rutter's Requiem, and then you've got the Bell Carol. Now all together they come to about six minutes, so I'm not I'm not going to chat in between. But uh, I'll, I'll sort of back announce them again at the other end. So we'll start off with the Carol of the Bells and then move swiftly on through the other two. So, Leslie Phillips, thank you. Ding dong. Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ding dong, ding dong, that is the song with joyful ring. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere filling the air. Oh, how they pound, raising the sound, all in a dance, telling their sound. Everywhere, filling the air, oh, how they come, raising the sun, oh, in a dance, 
So there you go, folks. Ding dong. Three tuneful bell type songs from, from all over the place. So first of all, we had the Leontovich um, 
Bell's Carol, didn't we, with the Libra singing. Didn't say who the orchestra was, unfortunately, so I can't give them a little shout out. So never mind. And then we had the wonderful Requiem. The Bournemouth Sinfionetta were playing Rutter's um, piece from that. And Stephen Layton was conducting Polyphony with the name of the singers. Didn't know that, did you? Neither did I until I read it. <laughs> and then and then finally the bell cow. Well, I think that's a really lovely tune. Da, 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 da. Well, anyway, whatever it is. So, and that was the St. Michael Singers. Again, they didn't, there was an organ player there. I think it was Kerry Beaumont. Oh, sorry, excuse me, I just banged the uh, microphone. And, um, but it didn't, didn't really say who else was going on with that. Or it might have been Paul Leddington. I'm not quite sure. Paul Leddington Wright might have been the organ player. I'm not sure. But anyway, they got, they got a mention on the tune. But a lovely song there. And, um, and those, that bell cover, I don't think it's actually got, was it? Let me see if I've got a, a person who wrote it. Yeah, I did say, didn't I? Yes, that's right. Uh, Sir Philip Ledger did that. And um, the Requiem Sanctus from from the wonderful John Rosset, of which we will have plenty next week because, of course, that is my Christmas show. That's close to Christmas as I can get it. Although I am dashing in on Christmas Day to crash Gavin's show <laughs> like I did the last couple of years. So um, Gavin always comes to my house for Christmas lunch. So... Um, and, and so that I can, you know, just because I do, I dash up in the morning, shove the turkey in the oven, dash up, make a racket and then go back home again. <laughs> so he's given me his uh, little list of things that he's going to be playing and I've got to try and find a couple of things that I want to play. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. So if you are around on Christmas Day and you've got nothing better to do with your time, then do tune in to Sid Valley Radio and you get two presenters for the price of one. <laughs> because me and Gavin were just unbearable and then if you want to if you want to repeat performance you can listen to our Hogmanay show on guess what New Year's Eve so between 10 and 1 in the morning Gavin and I just go mental so um so yeah that it's all good fun so uh so my little loppo there Gavin who presents the cowboy show before me on a Thursday night what else have we got for you now? Ah, yes, I suppose we ought to. I suppose we ought to stick to some of our tried and trusted, <laughs> tried and trusted show bits, because as always, I have my lovely um, Holy Trinity. I'll get, I'll get there in a minute. My brain obviously decided to go on pause. You know when you're trying, you know when you're watching something on YouTube or and it's buffering and it sort of stops for a bit until it sort of loads up. <laughs> my brain's doing that today. Um, so, uh, so let's have Bach to start with, shall we? And this is the Concerto for Violin, Oboe and Strings and in D minor. And I just think this is a great piece of music. It's the first movement from that. Thank you. 
Great stuff, isn't it? That was Julia Fisher on the violin and Andre Rubstoff was conducting the Academy of St Martin and the Fields who were backing her up nicely, but it doesn't say who the oboe player was. So I presume it was just the guy who happened to be the first oboe in the Academy of St Martin and the Fields and um, whoever he or she was, you did a great job, but you didn't get a mention, sadly. And we'll crack on with our... Well, I think I've got all three in one go tonight. I've got Mozart next and I've got the Beethoven. So let's go with this. So this is a lovely piece of music. It was featured, uh, sorry, Mozart, yeah, featured in um, the uh, the Colin Firth version of um, Pride and Prejudice. And this, I think this is a bit where she's singing and she's standing at the piano singing and she gazes up at him and their eyes meet and then they actually manage to sort of get it together, in, well, mentally anyway, in terms of they, they fall in love before it all goes pear-shaped and then they get back together again. You know what, you know the story. Anyway, the Solaria here from whatever it is, The Marriage of Figaro. Thank you.
do you know, I'm not sure. That was the piece that um, Jennifer Ely sang when she was gazing Colin Firth's eyes in uh, Prime Impression. I think I'm confused it with another piece of Mozart, but it doesn't matter. It's still a piece, a great piece of music, isn't it? Solaria. The London Philharmonic Orchestra under Sir George Salty was um, conducting both the orchestra and the duet there, and that was Kiri Takanoa and Lucia Pop. What a great name. <laughs> And on to our third and final member of our Holy Trinity this evening, of course, Beethoven. And everybody knows the pathétique, don't they? Piano Sonata Number no. 8 in C minor. You might not know this, this uh, particular movement from it, though. Have a listen, see if you know it.
big finish there. Daniel Barenboim knocking out the pathetique from Beethoven, the third movement there of. Oh, I love this next one. We're getting to, to start to get a bit quieter. <laughs> Not that you'd know by that big finish by Daniel Barenboim, but um, this is uh, this is a lovely little symphony which I've played many a million times, <laughs> and sometimes I play two movements all together because it's William Boyce's Symphony in Number Four in F Major. <laughs> Because so, I think the whole symphony is only about six and a half minutes or something stupid like that. Anyway, this is the longest movement at three minutes and 14 seconds. The English concert under Trevor Pinnock are going to play the Allegro just for you. just so English, isn't it? (laughs) 
I just think it's lovely. I always say that. It's so English. William Boyce. I love it. Okay. And this is something else I really, really like. This is my favourite symphony from Schubert. And for those of you that listen to my show on a regular basis, she's going to play the fifth, isn't she? She's going to play. And she's going to even play the first movement of the fifth. Yes, I am. It's just so lovely. Don't tell me that if you hear that, you're not going to be singing that for the rest of the night, along with all the other stuff that's been so singable this evening. So here we go then. You know where to go with this. Thank you. 
Oh, I just love that jolly piece of happy, happy classical music. That's why it's called Happy Classics, because the music like that. The wonderful Fifth Symphony from Schubert, the first movement. You're going to be singing that all night. Now, here's something you wouldn't normally expect to hear on a classical music show. And uh, you'll be aware that, or you may may or may not be aware that um, Shane McGowan of the Pogues died a couple of weeks ago and was buried last week. And, um, of course, his biggest hit, because the Irish punk band, amazing, really. Um, although he, he was born in London, wasn't he? But his parents were Irish. Anyway, well, I'll get back to it in a minute. Fairy tale of New York. There we go. I'll get there in the end. And this is, of course, a duet between Shane McGowan himself and Kirsty McCall, who also sadly died far too young in an accident, a boating accident, didn't she, when she was only 40? Anyway, they sang the, the song, but uh, Craig Ogden and Lyric Strings have done a lovely uh, version for guitar and a bit of music in the background. So have a listen to this. It's a really lovely version of what can sometimes be a very brutal Christmas song, because that's basically not everyone has a good Christmas, do they? But here we go. Fairy tale of New York.
Oh, it's great stuff, isn't it? So, uh, sadly, Shane McGowan no longer with us. Neither is Kirsty McCall, but Craig Ogden and Lyric Strings doing some measure of justice there to that lovely song, Fairytale of New York. So lovely, as I say, can be a bit brutal if you listen to the lyrics. Um, but yeah, Christmas is a strange time, isn't it? I mean, I've always enjoyed Christmas, even though they haven't always been the happiest times. And I think sometimes people do try a bit too hard sometimes, don't you? And we all have to just accept that sometimes it's not always that great. Um, but enjoy it if you can. Now, it's interesting. I was talking to the youngest tonight and I said, have we got any requests, Lewis, for... Uh, I'm going to put some, put some Christmas carols in my show tonight. He says, oh, mummy says, oh, little town of Bethlehem. I thought, that's interesting because when I was a child, this was my favourite one as well and I never knew that. I don't know if it's his favourite one, but it was one that he specifically asked for tonight. So one has to assume that it is one of his favourites. So here we are then. We've got the St Paul's Cathedral Choir to sing that beautiful song just for us now.
Oh, it's just great, isn't it? It reminds you of when you're a child, doesn't it? And this is the, this is what the sad thing. I was at a, a child's um, nativity play on Tuesday, and all these lovely um, songs about carols about the birth of Jesus. And I'm not the most religious person on the planet. I was brought up as a Roman Catholic. And uh, of course, it was all it was all big church in those days. But I, I moved on from the church when I was a bit older. And um, but I have to say, these this music, this choral music, just it takes you straight back there, doesn't it, as a child? And it's such. I always say God's got the best music. <laughs> there are people that dis- dispute that, but I do think that God has the best music. And when you hear some of these wonderful carols, you just think, "Wow, you know, it's just wonderful music, isn't it?" And you've got Mendelssohn that have done some, and Holst did some, and you've got um, you've got all these big names, all these amazing composers that that did. I've got Berlioz coming up soon as well, just and John Rutter, all these fantastic composers. But I went to this. Um, I went to this. Uh, nativity play on Tuesday and it was lovely because I mean you can't you can't see a bunch of two three and four year olds and they were tiny it's just another little guy who's one of the kings picking his nose and then consuming it and all the things that they do small children sorry about that if you're eating your dinner um but uh but it's it's just what small children do isn't it but no Christmas carols none and they had songs of course they did but it was like the snowflake dance and something else and something else and you know something about a Christmas tree and something about. And I just thought, how sad that these beautiful songs, carols are not being introduced to children now because when they are as ancient as me, I don't know whether those same songs that they're hearing now, presumably they will, I suppose it's the songs of your youth, you remember them, don't you? But uh, but this sort of really stupendous music, they're not going to get that because it's, it's all the sort of, you know, I don't know. You can sing a song about a snowflake if you like, <laughs> but uh, it was beautiful to see those lovely children. But I, I just I do worry about the that when they are older, there'll be a paucity of fantastic music that they just won't they won't have had it. Anyway, I shall remove myself from my soapbox and play another carol for you. And this is one that we did sing on Saturday, and this is quite strange because I'd never sung "It Came Upon a Midnight Claim" until recent years, and because I sing the tenor part. There is, uh, I'm in that stage now where, you know, when I first started singing, I just sang the tune and you'll, you know, you'll hear it. But then, of course, when you start singing in harmony, I now sing the tenor bit, as you do. And um, and I've got to the point now where I, I find myself switching between the tune <laughs> and the tenor line, either which way I don't sing, I don't sing the full line of one or the other, <laughs> so. So I'm not going to sing any of this to you. Sometimes the way that I sometimes break into song when um, I'm, I'm presenting a piece of music, I will just let the music speak for itself without my interruption. But we've got the choir of King's College, Cambridge again um, with um, with this piece of music. Oh, I ought to say, did I say it was St Paul's Cathedral Choir for a little time? But I did. Simon Johnson was on the organ and Andrew Carwood was conducting. I ought to give them a mention. Sorry about that. But here we go. Choir of King's College, Cambridge. They get all over the place, don't they? It came upon a midnight clear. And this is a, a, a live version. If you listen very carefully, you can hear everybody standing up when it's time to start singing.
Oh, that's just gorgeous, isn't it? Are they all sitting down again now? Can you hear them? <laughs> Daniel Hyde there was on the organ and Donald, not Donald, Donald McCann. I reckon that's probably either Scottish or maybe Irish. Donald, D-O-N-A-L. Anyway, him uh, conducting a lot of them. It's not all Christmas and I've got a bit of Chopin. So time to roll the carpet back and have a waltz because you might as well. Ruth Larey, though, was playing that wonderful waltz in C-sharp minor from Chopin. Another Cambridge college now going to do some justice to a song. And this is Sel- the Chapel Choir of Selwyn College. And this is a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. And we did sing this on, on Saturday afternoon. And I have to say, I had never sung uh, this piece of music before from Alan Bullard. 
And it's a whole oratorio, uh, Come Emmanuel, but this is the number nine movement from that. And it is a stunner. And I have to say, of all the pieces we sang on Saturday, this has got to be my favourite. And I just love the harmonies in this. I really hope you'll enjoy it. It's, it's just beautiful. There is a rose tree. That's what it's called. And um, ah, I don't know what to say. Just listen to it and see what you think. should have finished a show on that because I don't know how you follow it really absolutely divine I've said many a time on this show that there is no better instrument than the human voice and when you have an acapella choir like that just singing a piece of music of such intensity it's just so so moving I really hope you enjoyed that I'm certainly going to keep that 
on my list and uh, I won't be playing it again this Christmas, but it'll, I'll be digging it out next year for sure. There is a rose tree by Alan Bullard. Just beautiful. So I think we've got three pieces left. I can squeeze them all in if I'm quick. <laughs> Gabriel's message now. Um, I like this one. And John Rutter, he, yes, him, Mr. Christmas himself, is going to conduct the choir of Clare College, Cambridge. We've had a few, haven't we? As I mentioned before that I had, had such a great day and a bit of news about my son who works for Oxford University. And uh, he has been, um, he had an interview on Monday for uh, a very big job at Christchurch College, which, of course, is one of, if you're going to be in an Oxford college, that'll do. Christchurch is the one. So I'm bragging now. Richard, your mum is hugely proud that you've got that job. And uh, I know that you're going to do a fantastic job for the guys at Christchurch. So, um, yeah, it's just so wonderful. He just loves it there. And I've worked around Oxford and uh, used to supply staff to the um, Oxford colleges. So I I really like Oxford. But uh, anyway, I'm so pleased that uh, Richard got the job of his dreams and hopefully... He'll have a great time there. In the meantime, we've had a lot of um, Cambridge, so I just thought I'd throw in a bit of Oxford because, you know, there, there are two, two posh universities in this country on the uh, Gabriel's message then, John Rutter with the Choir of Clare College.
Oh, do you know what? I've never, ever sung that carol. And uh, I might have a word with our new musical director, David, to see if we can slide in for next year's service. <laughs> we'll see what he says. He might say yes, if I grovel nicely. Um, only two more pieces left to go. And this one is not a Christmas piece. It's the Sicilian from Maria Theresa von Parody and Stephanie Duprat and Roxanne Castonghi are going to play it for us. That's lovely, isn't it? So we're down to our last piece of music, and it's the Shepherd's Farewell, which is, of course, I've put it there deliberately so I can say, and this is my farewell. <laughs> Every pun intended, sorry about that. Uh, we're not going to hear it all because I've been doing far too much chat, but yet again, another college from Cambridge is going to sing this for us, the Choir of Trinity College. And this is a piece of Berlioz. I did mention that. We were going to have some Berlioz, and here it is. So it only remains for me to say thank you for joining me this evening. I really hope you'll join me next week for my special Christmas show, which is full of Christmas music and mu- music from the movies and the telly. And uh, in the meantime, stay warm, stay happy, and uh, stuff. get this turkey ready, get the things wrapped, get on with it. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> I'll see you next Thursday between 8 and 10. Good night.